0: Uh, good to be there, everybody. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, please don't forget to uh, chat in questions, comments, observations along the way. We'll have some time at the end to go over some things. So uh, this is part three of making contact with the future. And uh, so our third part today will be what to do when you make contact. So we spent some time uh, up to this point. Right. Talking about, well, making contact with the future in our first section is about uh, being open and aware of the possibilities that better outcomes exist because they already do exist. Right. It's a matter of of choice and focus. Right. And uh, we also talked about uh, hermetic principles in two of the seven. Uh, The first one we talked about uh, was uh, cause and effect. Basically, uh, cause and effect is that, you know, hermetic principle is that there is nothing that's random. Everything happens for a reason. Everything has a purpose behind it. Um, and then uh, the last, the other one that we talked about um, is uh, the Hermetic principle of vibration that everything is in a constant state of change. Even the most stable thing you look at it could be a chunk of granite. Okay. Everything is vibrating and everything is in a state of change. Everything. So being open to the future right, is about being open to the fact that everything is in a constant state of change and that all opportunities exist because all opportunities uh, are vibrating all at the same time, right? Everything is all open and available all this time. And uh, like I said, I really like the hematic principles um, and, uh, you know, they have, they have relevance thousands of years ago and they have relevance today. Um, but those two, uh, we covered both in uh, the first and second week. And then uh, lastly, uh, last week, we talked about the ones who embrace the future have a vision and they, you know, hold on loosely but don't let go as 38 special says. And, um, you know, so so it's really about saying, well, okay, here's here's where I'd like to be. It doesn't matter what the context is or the subject matter, but here's where I'd like to be. On my journey there though, uh, I might be open to other things. In other words, I might not be at that exact set point where I wanted to go, you know, maybe it's slightly over here or slightly to the right, or maybe along the way, something better has opened up. Um, and um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my, my peripheral vision, you know, perspective peripheral vision open um, so that as things evolve, I'm not missing the evolution. Because what happens, right, and we all do this, is we all get very focused on one thing. And the more focused we're on one thing. I'm not saying that's bad either, by the way. It's just that when we get focused, so focused on one thing, we miss a lot of the other opportunities along the way or the nuances that can make it better. So these are the things we've talked about in the first first two parts of this. And um, so now uh, we're talking about, so what do we do? Like, what are we going to do with this when we make contact with the future? And the first thing is, is that when you make contact with the future, will you allow yourself to believe? That's really important because we all get, um, you know, intuitions, knowings, um, you know, we get a sense, okay. That even though I'm looking at this, that might like mathematically or, or structurally looks right, doesn't feel right, whatever the case may be. But when you make contact, uh, where you allow yourself to believe and in the West, we've been so, uh, steeped in only using our five senses. But we have to see to believe. But you know, a lot of times, you know, because we can't see the future, we have to kind of feel our way into it. And, and in our um, uh, mechanistic uh, reductionary in world, um, uh, especially uh, in the West, uh, that's not really uh, accepted, right? So if I'm heading in a certain direction, because I'm kind of being called there. Um, Will I allow myself to go? Will I allow myself to believe that that's where I'm supposed to be going, even though I can't see it? And remember, we talked about status quo bias, right? And loss aversion. And if you recall, what that means is, uh, what that refers to is that status quo bias is basically, I know where I am right now, and right now I'm safe. So as as, as long as I'm safe right here, I'm not changing a thing. Um, but making contact with the future is about getting out of that little loss aversion, uh, little circle of safety, and and taking a step out of it. And so the question is, um, you know, when you see the future or you kind of feel your way into it, will you allow yourself to believe? And there's reasons why you wouldn't be a believer. Okay, there's reasons why at times that we all, even though we get a calling or we get an intuition, I call it an intuitive hit, right? I should be doing this. I should be doing that. You know, hey, what about this? These are things that you can't necessarily see. And um, I love this quote, right? Believe what your heart tells you, not what others say. And so there's a reason why uh, we've been um, schooled, really, in not believing, okay? And not believing what we can't see. And it starts kind of with social conditioning. So one of the things about... um, charting your own course, okay, even slightly different from your peer group or your family is that what ends up happening is that um, you choose, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use yoga for, not that I do yoga, I've, I've tried a couple times, it's pretty comical actually, um, but I'm going to just use yoga. So let's just say you decide that you want to take up yoga, but your peer group becomes um, really kind of aggressively against it. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. And, uh, you know, blah, 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 whatever they say about it. Um, And, um, but you're, but but you're like, no, I actually, I want to try yoga. That's what I want to do. And uh, maybe they make a little fun of you about it, or uh, they're not supportive about it. This could be a family member, you know, pick, pick any group, right? But here's what you have to remember, your choice, okay, to go do something in people's opposition to it or maybe even some social opposition has got nothing to do with your choice it has to do with how it makes them feel so if you have a peer group okay that's not supportive of you doing yoga okay well that could be for any number of reasons it could be because they can't see themselves doing yoga or they can't all of a sudden um they realize that maybe they're uncomfortable doing things like uh you know yoga can be done in small groups right it's in uh, you know, yoga sessions well maybe they don't want to be uh, maybe they're afraid of being in public and doing things or maybe they don't feel they're athletic enough um, so what you so one of the reasons why we get socialized okay to stay in boxes which makes us a non-believer okay is uh, because of how it impacts everybody else around us and we're very influenced by how it impacts everybody around us and so what ends up happening is that People do this, you know, groups do this, uh, individual relationships do this. What ends up happening and, and, and it's not done maliciously at all. As a matter of fact, just the opposite, done very innocently, is what ends up happening is that people will bring you back down to their level of thinking. So you might be thinking, hey, I've made contact with the future, I've got this thing, okay, I'm gonna go do. And, and the group, the group, your social group or your family group or combination there you know, they're not going to be, they might not be supportive of it because of how it makes them feel. So what do they want to do? They're going to bring you back down to their level. Okay. And they do that through, that's all done through social conditioning. And so you have to ask the question, why wouldn't you believe or be a believer? Okay. And something that you can't see, but you can feel this is the right direction for me. It's simply because you're socialized that way. Right. And, and so, you know, I use the, I use Use yoga, it could be, hey, I decided I want to, I want to be a runner. Okay. And uh, it's just the same exact thing. And you're with a group of people, maybe who aren't that athletic. Well, you know, they'll find all sorts of reasons why you shouldn't do that. Now oh, you get hurt, you know, you won't be able to walk when you're 70 or I'll make all sorts of stuff up because Because basically, it's how it makes them feel and you have to remember that And they don't do it on purpose. It's just the social conditioning. So why would you not be a believer. There's lots of reasons why you wouldn't be a believer. Okay, and they're mostly social it's mostly about how we've been trained to think, okay? So for whatever reason, and think about it, I heard this example, I think it was a really good one too. Um, You have a GPS in your car, but instead of using the GPS in your car, you call a friend and say, hey, can you give me directions to this place, all right? But you got a GPS right here, right? And this body, our minds, right, all this, this is like a GPS, it gives us the direction once we're willing to follow it, okay? And that's the reason why I chose this quote, right? I believe what's in your heart, not what others say. Your heart will always give you the right direction. And so how do you know? And um, not being a musician in any way, um, uh, the, uh, I did use the uh, tuning forks as an example because um, you know, it's, it's kind of common and um, it really talks about kind of basic resonance. And so what happens is, is how do we know, right? Well, we know because we feel the resonance with it. We can identify with it. So uh, you know, you can put uh, two guitars in a room, right? And and one will actually resonate with the other once one starts playing. Okay, uh, one can be in the corner. One can be played, and and it will start to be in tune. So everything is really about resonance, and that's tuning forks too, right? And and so. Um, uh, you know, because it resonates with you. And only you know that. You can't really go to someone and say, can you help me figure out my resonance? <laughs> okay, you can ask you know, questions and advice, but at the end of the day, it's really up to you. And that's how you know. And that's one of the reasons why the heart is so important in this process is because the heart knows. Remember, we talked about this a long time ago. So the heart has up to 40,000 neurons in it that are very similar to the brain. So you basically, we basically operate with two brains, right? We have the thinking brain and the feeling brain. And, and that's where resonance comes from. And it's a real thing, okay? I mean, we, we, we use it mechanically like with tuning forks, uh, but we also use it personally. And so you know, you know when something resonates with you that this is the right thing. And you can ask a lot of questions, you get advice from somebody else and all that, but they're not you and they're not feeling a resonance. Um, Rumi is a 13th century uh, Persian poet. He's uh, from Iran and uh, this is a great quote, and a lot of his poetry you can find in his works, uh, you can just Google them, but they're really, uh, really profound. Um, And and, uh, one of his quotes is, there's a voice that doesn't use words. Listen. And listening is a skill. It's one of the reasons why meditation is so powerful. Okay, It's that meditation allows you uh, the opportunity to uh, quiet the mind so that you can just listen. And that's really where we get our learnings from, our, our personal deeper learnings is from listening and and so the voice you know it's not the crazy little voice in your head that says you know go, go eat a quart of ice cream it's not that voice okay it or, or that you can't do this okay the socially programmed voice not that voice okay it's a much deeper voice than that and when we're in silence and when we allow it to come to us okay that's where the knowing comes from. It's the voice that doesn't use words. It's a knowing, like we just know. Okay, and uh, the only way to find that is to be in a position where you're just listening, and that you know you've kind of scraped away um, or kind of eliminated uh, the noise, the day-to-day noise, so that you just get, you know, ten minutes, a half hour, forty-five minutes. Pick some number, okay, where you can just be in silence and just kind of listen. And that's a real skill in this day and age. Okay, Uh, but I really love that quote. His work is very good. Um, Einstein, so here's a hard science guy. Okay, like we all know who he is. He is a hard science guy. He loved physics because his physics, okay, traditional physics had um, everything was spelled out, right? everything was defined. And back in the early 1900s, uh, quantum physics came on uh, the stage. And quantum physics is, um, I probably won't do it justice in this explanation, but quantum physics is that, is kind of more about um, the physics that things will self-organize. So a lot of it's based on observers. So if I'm an observer and um, I have an intention about something or I'm looking at something um, you know, or I'm focused on something, it will tend to self-organize. It's kind of the random nature. Actually, TV actually works on quantum physics. Um, it's one of the reasons why you look at a TV screen, but for those of us who remember TV screens when, when you know, they were just like, like black and white dots, right? Um, and all the static on there, you know, when the TV picture comes in there, it, that's quantum physics. It kind, of, it, it, it kind of self-organizes itself through the signal and um but he was a hard sciences guy and he didn't like things that are random he did not believe the universe was random however what he did believe is the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a servant uh, we have created a society that honors a servant and has forgotten the gift and that's a pretty remarkable quote from a hard science from a hard scientist okay because really what he's saying okay is that i can intuit i can i can quantify everything i want okay but it's my intuition that is the stronger of the two. And that goes back to um, uh, you know, the rational mind, okay? Uh, versus the intuition, okay? Which really comes from your heart. And I think that's really a remarkable, very telling quote uh, because towards the end of his life, he, he admitted that, um, that there was gaps, right? In um, his, uh, his view of physics. And, you know, our modern world, our modern um, science, as we know, it's only about 400 years old. And there is a point where um, science and spirituality, I was going to say religion, you know, so it's okay, religion and spirituality. um, But science and spirituality were together, okay? And uh, it was about 400 years ago that it kind of split, all right? You know, most major scientists, you know, before that period, you know, were alchemists, right? And alchemists was kind of, alchemy is it's kind of blend between uh, science and spirituality, but they had a split where the, you know, a spirituality of the church, right, went one place and then science went another and the two of them have been separate and actually they're really together, okay? And I think this is what you're finding, you know, when you see a quote from somebody like Einstein, it's very, very fascinating, very revealing. Um, so let's talk about how to follow the message, right? We make contact, just checking for questions here. So how do, we, how do we follow it? So the first of all, remember the law of threes we talked about. So when you hear or see something three times, you've got to pay attention to it because you're, you're, getting, you're getting a message, okay? Um, you know, next is when you feel or hear a message that resonates with you. So we talked about, right, the tuning force. What resonates with you? not what somebody told you, okay, and I'm gonna we'll talk about this in a minute, and not what you would like, because sometimes what resonates with you is not what you would prefer. So, you know, one of my business principles, okay, has always been, I'm, you know, from like, for the relationship like we have with, with um, in my relationship with managers and with agents and with the entire company, okay, one of my principles has always been, I'm gonna tell you what you need to know I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. And I do that without judgment. Some things I tell people, well, I really kind of wish I didn't have to, okay? And it's, it's that way, all right? It's in that, it's in that same uh, regard that when you feel a mes- message that resonates with you, believe it, even though it might be counter to what you might want, okay? What matters the most is the truth. Um, know the difference between what you conjure um, and what you're being called to. And that's just what i was speaking to. You know, there's a difference between what we would like um, and what we, uh, what we have or where we're going. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's a journey that maybe either we didn't plan on or we just hadn't factored in or, um, you know, maybe something that we just can't see ourselves doing. But understand the difference, okay? There's a difference between what we conjure, all right, based on our socialization and our wants and desires versus what we're being called. Too, and they are different, um, and you want to look for the truth and, and do it without judgment. Okay, it's the easiest way to get there. You know, the um, a lot of times shortcuts, okay, shortcuts are the long way around. Uh, next, um, trust uh, the message, right? It's making contact with the future, trust the message about the future, even if it's counter to conventional thinking or your peer group. Okay. Because as we as we talked about, it's just natural, right? We all take strength in numbers. It's why we were hunter gatherers. It's why we live in cities, right? Um, and all that. So it's one of the reasons why why uh, why we group together is because we want to have that strength. But when one of us starts to veer off, the others, right, the other group, okay, uh, wants to pull us back in. Right? That's that's the social engineering around groups. Um, Move with with intention and an open heart, feel in it. we talked about the heart. Right? The heart has got its own thinking mechanism, its own feeling mechanism. So you want to follow it. You want to move with intention, but keep an open heart and feel into it. Because along the way, you're going to be making adjustments. Um, don't rush. There's no reason to rush. Okay. Uh, you're not going to get there any faster. Right? Um, keep listening for additional guidance. Right? So So is about keeping that open heart, that open mind. You know, you don't have to rush. You're going to be getting the guidance you need uh, uh, as, as you need it along the way. All right. Uh, keep an eye out for markers. We talked about markers a few weeks ago. You'll see them. They'll pop up and they'll tell you you're heading in the right direction. And then lastly, adjust and keep moving. All right. Everything is about adjust and move, adjust and move. Um, you know, nothing is ever really a straight line. There's, there's always some some adjustments that you have to make. So how are we doing for chance questions, comments, hear what you have to say. If you feel like you want to take one more class on this. In fact, if you guys want to, if you want to chat in on, on that, we probably can we could probably do really one more. Okay, Sarah says uh, one more. Okay, see what everybody else says Yeah, so, you know, the future is a uh, funny thing. All possibilities, um, all possibilities uh, exist all at once. And uh, you really, it's a matter of just being open and listening. Um, and 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 I really do believe, I'll just close with this. It's about living outside of judgment, okay? Things are what they are. So even though you might get a message that resonates with you and it's counter to your social group, uh, or counter to maybe even what you envisioned, right? We all have those, right? Where it's like, hmm, I didn't, I didn't see myself here. So what does this mean? It must mean something because, you know, the reality of it is wherever you are is exactly where you're supposed to be or you would actually be someplace else. And, and so you can't really lament it. And then, And so about resonating, you know, listen to what resonates, right? And then feel and walk with it because as we talked about, you don't have to rush, you know, feel your way into it. So um, this was super fun. It's great to be with you guys uh, every Monday. I always look forward to it. And uh, it looks like um, we're going to keep going with uh, making contact for the future for one more session. Have an amazing week. Take care.